This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, now for more perspective on the Don Cherry firing, let's go to Sean Fitzgerald. He's a senior national writer with The Athletic Canada and the author of Before the Lights Go Out. Sean, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so start from the beginning with you. How do you view this firing? I mean, it's it's a surprise insofar as that it's only happening now in a way that this is something that Don Cherry has been courting on and off for 40 years, that you can go back and you can find clips, you can find uh, old newspaper articles of things that he said um, that today would have would have generated much the same reaction, um, except that, you know, generally speaking, um, his employer found a way to, to cover for him. Um, and by cover for him, I mean, say, you know, we'll talk to him, but, you know, we let him know that this doesn't reflect our views, but he will continue on because his job is to generate opinions and they're awfully strong opinions and they don't reflect on us. Well, I mean, Canada's changed. Um, you know, the landscape has changed, both media and on social media. And when it happened this time, um, there was no there was no overcoming this one. He succumbed to a controversy that he could not overcome. And and to distill it down, really, is that this time, Don Cherry really hurt people. Like, by attacking in the way that he did, by saying, you people, what he did was he othered a giant swath of the population and raised questions about what it is to be Canadian and to feel Canadian. Is it just a question of times changing or is it, you know, at one point maybe he was bigger than the network or bigger than the sport and that's no longer the case? Is either Are either of those things true? Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean the media landscape has is, is, is undergone several. Like it's molting, right? It, it's it's changed so much, and and the forces are pretty well documented. Whether it be ad revenues, whether it be you know in the case of Sportsnet, you know people cutting cable and you know consuming media through other means. So yes, that has changed as well. But but the Canada that you know he would have addressed the constituency that he would have addressed you know twenty years ago even. Um, it's. You know, that might still be there, but, you know, Canada, again, the face of Canada is changing. The tastes have to evolve alongside. It only stands to reason. Um, and, and that, you know, through this, through what, you know, he's been talking about, and Bruce Arthur at the Toronto Star, I think, had a really interesting way of putting it, that, you know, for so long, Don Cherry was the high priest of hockey in this country. And, you know, hockey hasn't changed along with Canada. So that's why you see stagnating uh, enrollment rates. That's why you see, you know, huge sections of the population vastly underrepresented in the grassroots participation. And, and it all sort of falls in line with the notion that, you know, things change. Hockey hasn't changed along with it. And, you know, this potentially is one of the consequences. So where does that leave all the people? And I will get to some of them in a minute uh, who are, totally in favor of Cherry, who think this was unfair, it was muzzling him. Where does that leave all of those, presumably, hockey fans? Well, I mean, they'll still be able to watch their hockey. 
Um, and I'm sure Don Cherry will, will land on his feet somewhere, whether that be in, in one of the new digital platforms or, or, or who knows what. But, I mean, you cannot have, in 2019, somebody with that platform, a national platform, carried on the CBC, but the CBC doesn't have editorial control. So that's something that Roger Sportsnet does. And you cannot have somebody just on the cuff saying, you people, um, you can't. And, and, and it was about wearing poppies, but it was very clear about who he was talking about. Well, he um, says just, and just you to, cannot have somebody do that. He said that's not what he meant, though he wouldn't apologize for it. What's that worth? Well, I mean, that's that's what he's saying. But I think it's pretty clear that if you go through it, um, you, you know, it doesn't require a lot of parsing. Um, he's talking about Mississauga. He's talking about downtown Toronto. These are, in, even in the context of a very diverse country, um, very diverse regions of southern Ontario. Um, I, I don't think he was talking to me. Okay, uh, hang on. Let's take a couple of calls. We've got Tina in St. Thomas. Hi, Tina. Hi. Um, I've been listening uh what everybody's been saying, and I mean everybody, and you included, and nobody is talking about that this was on Remembrance Day, and he was talking on behalf of veterans, that we all should be wearing those. I don't see why somebody can't talk about that. Well, well, the the the, the point was that he was singling out immigrants, saying they don't the wear... He was on the verge of tears on behalf of veterans. Uh, you could hear that. Well, yeah, except why, why, why would he, what people took offense or were hurt by was that... not wearing them. I don't know. I wear poppy. I mean, he... he but there's he, a lot of people that aren't anymore. We've gotten away from it. Okay, but so you believe that he didn't mean... He uh, was talking out of a heart for veterans. Okay. Tina, thanks for that. Okay. Let's go to Sam in Toronto. Hi, Sam. Hey, Libby. How are you? Fine. Um... Well, you know, to, to me, I, I'm just going to say exact opposite of what I told your producer. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so what I'm saying, you know, basically is that he's like a dumber version of uh, Sean Hannity or whatever, you know, that Rush Limbaugh. But, but the, I, I disagree. I think we should expose it. You know what? If there is no talk, if we try to be gooey-gooey and try to hide things, let people speak. Let Don Cherry speak. Let, uh, let Trudeau be exposed for his blackface in the 80s. Let, you know, let, we have to get to truth, you know, truth. Like, the culture can't be fake and evolve. You know what I'm saying? It has to be challenges. It has to come to face. You know, people, if people keep hearing that it's such a beautiful, diverse country, everybody loves each other, it's not going to fix anything. You see what I'm saying? Uh, like, I'm, sort I'm of. I'm, I'm not, Sam, I'm not uh, entirely clear on what you are saying. Are you saying that, so he did say that and he got fired. Are you saying he shouldn't have been fired? No, what, that's, that's up to the corporations. Uh, besides his uh, business fate, you know, his uh, professional fate, whatever it is. But what I'm saying is that we should not ban, we should not ban his speech. You know what I'm saying? In a way, unless it says, Let's go kill, uh, I don't know. Well, his speech people. isn't banned. It's just the corporation decided enough and they're, ax- they're axing him. I understand. I understand. It's and not. Right. I mean, it, nobody says it's hate speech. He could, okay, he so could go in, to the library and express those views. Of course. But I'm just talking about, the, uh, you know, basically a public outrage about this from media and everybody else. Uh, and they're rightly so. They should be. But what I'm saying is that uh, let's not go to uh, mob 
mob pics that say, hey, we don't want to hear from this guy ever again. You know what I'm saying? Like, so media just put a ban on this guy ever, you know, for whatever reason, you know? All I'm saying, he, did, he, he just spoke his mind. He reminds me of a judge who did, I was in court when I came to Canada as an immigrant, like in the 80, early 80s, and I'm white, you know, and, but I'm an immigrant. So he said, oh, guys like you come here, you know, you want to eat our bread and terrorize our country in open court open court in front of my lawyer, you know, and things like that, like I'm Persian, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm even against the Islamist regime. But what I'm saying is that these things are rollbacks from the 80s, you know, when there was not much diversity. And, and, and before still- then, I, I, uh, I think I get, I get what you're saying, Sam. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, yes. So, um, Sean Fitzgerald, uh, I, I think part of what Sam was saying was that when the stuff like this comes out, it, it shows a certain reality as opposed to, you know, covering things over. Yeah, no. And Don Cherry, I mean, he's, this isn't the first time he said something like this. He, in 1990, uh, he appeared on the Fifth Estate, which is a CBC journalism program. And, um, you know, the, the, the journalist followed Don to his house and showed Blue his, his dog and showed him washing his car and picking his suits and speaking to a room full of contractors in which he lamented the fact that Russians uh, were taking back, um, you know, six million dollars to their country, you know, after playing in the NHL. And that, you know, the implication was that should have, you know, been money that went to good Canadians who were going to keep it in Canada. And then after delivering that speech, he's talking to the reporter and he says, and these are along the lines of Don Cherry's words, and I'm paraphrasing, um, that, you know, I'm speaking for people who are sick of foreigners coming to our country and taking our jobs. Um, So that sentiment that he voice, you know, coming to our country, you know, and enjoying our, the land of our milk and honey and that sort of thing. Um, that's not a new sentiment. Um, what's changed is, is Canada and um, what's considered acceptable on a public platform. And nobody's saying Don Cherry doesn't have the right to free speech, as you quite rightly put it. He could stand on the corner at Young and Dundas and say these very things. Nobody, the government is not infringing on his free speech. He does not have the right to say that uh, to a national audience every Saturday during the intermission. That's right. He's, his sponsors don't like it. His bosses don't like it. He's out. Um, we all in this industry serve at their pleasure. We've got Sean Fitzgerald, and we will get to your calls. And Sean, what do you think the fallout from this will be? Because a lot of people are upset, and I've even heard talk about a move to bring him back. Well, I mean, bringing bringing somebody back after they've sort of parted ways with Hockey Night Canada wouldn't be without precedent. That um, Ron McLean uh, was not um, when after Rogers secured the full NHL rights in 2013, um, he was sort of nudged aside as the main host, and George Strombolopoulos was brought in, and then George Strombolopoulos was nudged out, and Ron McLean was brought back in. Those were very different circumstances. I could not see a situation, certainly not now, certainly unless you know there is a, a heartfelt apology, which Mr. Cherry hasn't shown much of an inclination to offer, um, whereby Rogers could bring him back um, to put him back on Coach's Corner. I, I couldn't see that happening. Okay, um, let's take a call from Pauline in Unionville. And uh, you seem to have kind of an interesting theory about all this. Hi, Pauline. Hi, Libby. Nice to talk to you. 
I wondered if we thought about these, I don't want to say those people, the new Canadians that are coming, they don't under, maybe they don't understand why we celebrate war. They're coming from war-torn countries. They don't want to celebrate war. They didn't, they, that's why they left. Because, and came to a country where there is freedom of speech and freedom of everything. But to have a celebrating, um, war is probably beyond their comprehension. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't quite hold with that, but it's an interesting thought. Uh, Pauline, thanks for your call. Oops. Um, so yes, that's, uh, I don't, I don't know that. I think that the point is that a lot of new Canadians wear poppies and, um, respect our contribution in the war. And if you're talking about, I mean, you know, we had some interesting comments, Sean, from the hosts and former hosts of the Punjabi version of, of Hockey Night in Canada. And of course, uh, a lot of Sikhs fought in the big wars with Britain. Sean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you, uh, what do you make of that kind of a comment? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, of all the many levels of, you know, why this is a problematic statement that came out on Saturday was, yes, it, it overlooks, you know, the contribution. It makes them, it makes, it makes, it makes them, I mean, it, it, it makes it them overlooks, other. No, it makes, it overlooks so much of the contribution that so many Canadians have made. Um and, and that's one of the reasons why it hurt so many people, that when you other, when you say us and them, you're dividing it. And when you're elevating one group over the other, um, that's a problem. Yeah, and uh, I am still looking, and, and there are still a lot of people who are defending Don Cherry. Let's go to John and Allison. Hi, John. Hi. Hi, Lizzie. I just wanted to comment on the Don Cherry affair. Number one, he's a true Canadian. He has supported veterans and people throughout Canada. When he was uh, dismissed from his job, all Ron McLean had to say was, I don't agree with you. That the method he did it for a so-called co-host and friend is totally wrong. So you think uh, Ron McLean, I mean, uh, uh, Don Cherry said... He was disappointed in Ron McLean, and a lot exactly. of people are saying that Ron McLean threw him under the bus. And I guess that's what you think, John? Yes. Yeah, and a lot of people think that uh, Ron McLean had to throw him. Thanks for your call, John. That Ron McLean had to say uh, almost exactly what he said in order to keep his job. Do you figure that's the situation, Sean? Well, Ron McLean said in his apology on Rogers Hometown Hockey on Sunday that he didn't catch what Don Cherry had said, that, um, that the you people line um, flew under a radar. And I mean, that's, that's entirely possible that, you know, Ron McLean would be sitting there, he'd have a bug, which is a sort of an earpiece where a producer might be speaking. Um, he, maybe, he maybe wasn't paying close attention, um, was thinking somewhere else. Um, you know, a, a whole bunch of things that have to happen when you're on the live 
live wire of being on live television. And that's what he said. And, and he offered the apology. Um, I would suspect that the same opportunity to apologize on national television on Sunday would have been granted to Mr. Cherry, and he oh, declined he, that opportunity. He, he did. Uh, and uh, to your other point, uh, I've done a lot of live television, and I do not buy that he didn't catch it, uh, thinking that, you know, that he his role is kind of to be there as the sidekick to Don Cherry. And I think it just kind of rolled off of him like so many other things that Don Cherry says, but uh, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't catch that. No, I'm just, I'm just laying out the possibility in his explanation there. Okay. Uh, We are almost out of time. I'm going to take one call very quickly and let us go to Tim in Brampton. Hi, Tim. Hello. My complaint with Don Cherry is he used the poppy, which is a a symbol of unification, of belief in the past, of things to be better in the future. But he used it as a weapon. And that's what I object to. I hear you. That's an interesting point. Goodbye. Goodbye. And just by the way... Uh General Vance said that, uh, you know, the poppy shouldn't be the measure of supporting our veterans. It's a symbol. Uh, with that, that's all the time we have. Uh, 30 seconds, Sean Fitzgerald, what would you like to leave us with? No, I, I think that, you know, this is this is a, a point where, I mean, the discussion can be had now. But I think that, you know, there will be an opportunity where folks who are underrepresented in the game uh, will have a chance to, you know, explain, you know, explore potential within the game that you know this could be a moment where maybe hockey indirectly um finds its way to to reach out to new communities okay thank you so much sean fitzgerald senior national writer with the athletic in canada and the author of before the lights go out appreciate your time thank you for having me okay and people remember Free for All Friday is coming up if we couldn't get to your call on this. And who knows, we may even talk about it before then. Right now, we're out of time for Fight Back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.